Hey guys, it's Edge Martinez. They call me the voice of New York. And 50 years ago, hip hop started right here in New York City. And we're celebrating the five boroughs all year long. Check out nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop for cultural stories, events, interviews, and more. nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas. This podcast is fueled by Hamburg Brewing Company, which the next show, Jim, we have to do in the flesh at HBC off Route 219, right? Well, we're lucky enough to be a part of a month-long snowstorm. Um, it just, just kept been... coming down today. Man. I got to tell you, I was just in Mobile, Alabama, for the senior bowl and who felt nice just to feel the sun. Like every now and then we see the sun in Buffalo, but you don't feel it. You know, it's like yeah. it's out, but doesn't work, but it felt good to be in mobile for a couple of days. It was nice. It wasn't even that warm, but you know what I'm saying? You could feel it though. It was t-shirt weather. If the sun yeah. was hitting you right. So it was nice. Nice. But yeah, I, I tell you what, the snow can't stop us from at least drinking Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Well, uh, it's what fuels our our knowledge. It's what led to the liar, liar, the liar, liar uh, comparisons that we will definitely get into tonight and would love to use, especially with uh, your boys over at New York Giants. A lot going on with those New York Giants and in the NFL. I gotta tell you, Tyler, you, 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 your Aaron Rodgers stuff was, regardless of what anybody wants to say, I, you, your point was made. The guy is, say what you want, but the, the playoff record is what it is, and he's difficult. Yeah, You officially nailed it. You come out, that giant thing, crushed it. And, and, and this is what people deserve to hear. And it's why I'm, I'm really glad we're partners, because <laughs> it's why I like telling stories it doesn't mean trying to, I just like telling people need to hear this stuff. Like you always say, they, people pay money. They, they want to, you know, they want to know what's going on. And I think it's fair. And it sounds like our boy McDermott, you know, McDermott got, you know, even, even our boy McDermott got thrown into the, into the day will stuff a little bit. And the, he did. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I guess that's, we, we always come back to it, but echo along. I want to do these deep dives, you know, two three four parts let's go beyond the surface level best we can and thankfully over the 12 13 years whatever it's been covering pro football a lot of relationships around the league and you you know when when i put something out there i mean it <laughs> you know I, I it's coming from a place of reporting yeah. and that i'm jacked for the off season i'm really excited for everything that we have in store you know we're 
we still got a Super Bowl here. I mean, I'm not getting too far ahead of ourselves, but the off season is when we can really get to the bottom of some big time issues around the league and some yeah. pressing questions people have. And if, if you've got a question, if there's somebody out there that has a, a burning question that's driving them batty, let me know and we'll do what we can to get to the bottom of it. How do you, but yeah, the this- Giants, that was interesting. You know, I real quick on that, you know, the, those yeah. text messages, the people, it's good that people saw it on the, the person that Brian Flores was texting and all those texts that were going out. Tim McDonald, uh, John Mayer's nephew, who, as we wrote, that's the person you want to know behind the scenes to move up in the organization. And what did John Mayer come out and say forcefully? Wow. No authority. We like Timmy, but he, and I, you know, I've heard that he is a good person and a hard worker. I don't want to take anything away from You're himself as, as a person. This isn't personal, but you know, the, the problem with the Giants is it's it's the ownership, it's family, it's who you know, it's sucking up, it's Chris Pettit, the director of scouting, got in with Tim McDonald, worked his way up. There's a lot of people that don't have a lot of good things to say about his ability as a scout. And these are the things that happen internally when they happen over and over and over and over and over. You make mistakes in the draft and you, you get to the place that the Giants are in right now, which is rock bottom. Well, they're they're ready to make Daniel Jones into Josh Allen overnight. And, you know, though, I'll say this. I'll the hires right that they made, I think, were fantastic. We talked about both on this show. Yeah, it's, remember what we said. I, this, just give me the structure, and I'll tell you who's heading in the right direction. The Giants, at least, are getting the structure right. Now, I know there's that little issue we have with, you know, the ownership there but if they could stay out of the way the structure is close the head coach and gm get along and want to work together and that that means everything yeah it's joe shane everybody in buffalo familiar with brian dayball familiar with they're clearly in lockstep you brought it up again and again jim that's the key to success you need a head coach and a gm on the it, same page and they have the winning pedigree. They know what it takes They know what to find takes. and build a quarterback. I, you know, I don't even have a problem with the Daniel Jones thing because no, they're not tied to him. They aren't tied to him. If it doesn't work out, so, this draft isn't just full of potential quarterback it, saviors either. No. And they won't for like, you could see what you can do with them. I mean, you know, I personally, you know, we haven't seen much growth in him, but I never walk away. I could see where you would want to work with him possibly, you know, but I do feel like he's had plenty of chances to show a little bit more than he's shown, but what's he do? What He's smart. What's funny is for a smart quarterback, I swear that's one of the things I do knock on him watching him. Like he could oh, be the turnovers, the turnovers and decision-making like staring down receivers and just, that doesn't, it doesn't really quite match what you're hearing, how smart he is and how he plays. That would be something that I would be interested in, but he can move around. He does have plenty of arm strength. We're not, I'm not going to say he's anything near Josh Allen, but I guess what I'm saying is if you have a free, if you don't have to force draft in a quarterback, if there's nobody you like, it basically gives you a, I don't want to say a free year, but it gives you a good chance to see what you can get out of this guy. 
and possibly, you know, I'm sure they have plans to bring somebody in, you know, to challenge him to start. But I think the concern with Daniel Jones is like, so in the same draft you had, you had Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, yeah. uh, and Daniel Jones. So Haskins has obviously been a, a massive boss. Yeah, he can't play. Kyler Murray, look, it didn't end well for him. That's another player that will definitely be getting to a go long, long form wise. There's but you know what's in him. Like you, in terms of his ability, his his talent, you at least know he had that Heisman. You know, it's that could burst out of him. It could. But Daniel Jones, you know, even out of high school, he really wasn't recruited heavily. Right, no. Princeton kind of wanted him. He, he ends up at Duke. It's, he's okay. This is, what, this is kind of what he is. Right, he's never. It's not like he can fall back on and say, "All right, well, we know Daniel Jones could be a stud because look at that." He's, he's never, never had been, that back to high school. Right, he's never been that star player. I mean, it's it, it, and then just look at. Um, well, we all, I, I I feel bad. I'm going to say it. I actually don't want to talk about this guy right now because I had a Patrick Mahomes though. Just look at him in high school. I mean, it was ridiculous, right? Just baseball, basketball, football, superstar, superstar, superstar. You know, goes to Texas Tech. I mean, star. Just what he was, the numbers he was putting up, like insane. So he's had star in him. There is something to be said for that. And I had a teaser with the Chiefs last weekend, minus one with the 49ers, plus nine and a half. You got to be kidding me. How at how real quick. I don't want to go back on that because that's, that's like 10 years ago. It feels like, and I'm trying to block it out, but, and this is what I love about football in general and gambling. So you were, you know, okay. The Bengals, you'd said you'd like the, you like their chances and Hey, get it. Did you like their chances? with about five seconds to go in the second quarter, were you feeling good about your Bengals pick? You know what I'm saying? And that's what I love about it. They got it. that stop I did. And th- that's, that's why I said five seconds. That's huge. That's why I said five seconds. Yeah. Because where you, you had to be thinking, I'm, I'm done. Like, they're going to score here and it's over. It goes the other way. It rattled. He couldn't, he couldn't get past it. He, like, panicked the rest of the game. And Bengals took advantage and give him credit. I'm glad though. He, I mean, had, a, he had a 12 passer rating in the second half. It was um, like, honestly, it was, it, it was brutal. Even, no, there's no way you could ever predict after the way he was carving them up. I mean, he was playing like it was easy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So I'm sorry. We, I lost you there, but I was just saying back to the thing that the stars are usually, they've been stars. Well, I think that we'll have time to get into the, the Super Bowl matchup for sure. Yeah, yeah, in person. But no. one topic that we want to hit on here that's, I mean, I wrote about it. Um, I'd go along in, in a way, and, and maybe you disagree because there's some gambling stuff. I went after gambling a little bit, Jim. I read, I like, no, I like, I, this is okay. good conversation. So yeah, I want to make sure we're okay here. It's good conversation. <laughs> well, we're just getting all blasted in the face with, um, you know, Caesars this and FanDuel that and, I just feel like the NFL right now, um, it's in a sense, it's very similar to 1963. It's crazy to think Paul Horning, Alex Karras were suspended an entire season for gambling on NFL games, never against their team, apparently for their team. But, you know, at that time, the NFL, 
it was in this fragile state. You know, it, it wasn't in the mainstream. It wasn't what everybody was talking about. You had baseball, you had other leagues, and it was it was still like in this embryonic stage of, of growth as a league in, in terms of pop popularity. And what Pete Rosell did in terms of like just winning over the public confidence, these games are pure. Don't worry. Like what you see on the field is what, what it is. I think today with the Brian Flores allegation that Stephen Ross offered him a hundred thousand dollars to lose in 2019 on top of Hugh Jackson throwing himself into it. And apparently he took the money because he said that, that I don't have the, the, the tweets right in front of me, but basically said, suggested that Jimmy Haslam did the same exact thing with the Cleveland Browns. And it was a lot of money. And he kind of since backtracked, he is the head coach at Grambling, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I absolutely want to get into. No, this is good. The conversations that you've been in, the meetings you've been in, because it's, it's definitely something you need to talk about ownership, GM coach, because I, I, part of me gets it. Like why losing is necessary for long-term success. Look at Joe Burrow is representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, And he was the first overall pick. The Bengals are in a bad place. Boom. They get Burrow. They turn around. But I think time and time again, we see that tanking doesn't work. It, it, it leads to, a losing and so, losing breeds losing and it just seeps into every corner every crevice of your facility and it's a stench that you bad. can't get rid of you just I, can't get I, rid of it and uh and uh, but by, by the way go go look up number one overall picks like it's no guarantee that that that, no that does anything for you no at guarantee. all so I don't know. I, I think that the NFL has to take a stand. I mean, they, if they have to do an investigation, not a, you know, a slap and tickle, you know, they need to do a real investigation into this. And I don't know. I haven't heard it much from Stephen Ross. I haven't heard much from Roger Goodell. It's almost part of them would probably love for this to just go away and hope that everybody moves on to the Super Bowl and forgets about it. But the public trust is such a fragile thing. And with gambling, just omnipresent gambling's everywhere. It's no in our doubt. face. It's in our lives. You can't go 10 minutes on social media without seeing it. It's that it could chip away at the public trust. Like, it, like I wrote, like if a hundred thousand dollars is what Stephen Ross is offering a loss. What, what's that guy in Vegas, you know, rolling in millions, billions of dollars going to offer a coach, a player Mil- a million bucks, 2 million bucks. It could happen. I don't think it's that crazy. I just Anyways. don't think. A lot there. You, okay. I like what you said, how I can't imagine. I just can't imagine that happening. First of all, let me say this. I don't know how you tank a football game. Who you? It's not like uh, this is this is where I disagree with teams tank. Now, there's a fine line between if a quarterback's going out and just throwing interception after interception, that might be the only guy that if somebody paid off a quarterback and he just was fumbling, you know, cause he's controlling the ball every play he could turn. We all know it could turn into a, a you could, if, if a receiver took, if somebody was trying to pay off a receiver, yeah, it, you, that's not, that's a bad, that's a risky payoff. Cause that receiver might not even have to, you know what I mean? He might not have a chance to even throw a game. I think the quarterback's the only guy, but I don't think that exists. I really don't think players would take money. 
It's just too right. I hope I'm right. Now, now paying off a coach to tank or to lose a game. Once again, how do you do that? You would have to bench people. And even then, it's you're if you're benching them for what? And they're all looking around like, why am I getting benched? Mm -hmm. We want to get a look at your backup. Why? It's the third game of the season. You know, so I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I just don't even know how these guys, these players, that's their resume. Like their game tape is their resume. These guys are proud and and competitors. I'm just like, I think gambling, I think back in the day, yes, when salaries, when the, when the, you know, the money that, you know, Vegas was offering some of these guys to take, you know, I get it. They weren't making probably that money, but these guys are making money. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good point. I, I'm it's trying just my so best. It's so easy to gamble. I'm, it's so I'm, easy. I'm you can all saying, download the apps now, and it just. Now I'm not saying players don't gamble. Mm-hmm. Let me take that now. That's a whole other topic we can get into. I I didn't say it because they don't have to. They just their friends can do it for them. That's very simple, right? I mean, mm-hmm. whoever you could put, have your brother do it. You know, the larger issue I want to get into though is yeah, sorry, so we're going of, off yeah. of tanking though. So yeah, you know that I think that there's a way to do it. There you is. Know, it's, it's such there's a lot loaded into that word. So you can call it rebuilding, call it whatever you want. But I, you know, what the Detroit Lions did this year, right? That's that's about as perfect mm-hmm. as you can draw it up. Where there's not a lot of talent on the roster, mm-hmm. um, but you have a coach who wants to bite kneecaps off and fight like hell, and he's at the podium crying when they lose. I mean, they lost, what was it, six or seven games by a touchdown or less? They, they fought. They competed. It was, they were entertaining. I mean, Lions fans could buy tickets to those games and enjoy themselves this season for a 3-13-1 team, you know, in terms of a losing season, in terms of a season where – it behooves you to get that number two overall pick. It's about as entertaining as it gets. That's about as hopeful and optimistic as it gets. So that's probably how you do it. You know, those Hugh Jackson Browns teams, I covered some of those games and the hopelessness was, I mean, beyond, beyond comprehension where they, they didn't have talent out there, but on top of that, it just seemed like there was something extra. It what there was just, with the Sean Kaiser, some of those games were just, oh, I mean, you had to take a shower after watching it. It was awful. It, we just brought the Kaiser. That's fine. You just brought his name up. That's really fine. I was with Whaley the other night, and we were talking about when we worked him out, the little fake workout we did with him and how bad it was. And the reason we were talking about it is because we were talking about David Robinson, the old NBA player, because his son was receiver at Notre Dame with Kaiser and was at that pro day just to help him out. Um, just to, you know, cause he's like, yeah, I'll run routes for you. He wasn't trying to play in the NFL or anything. He wasn't good enough, but anyway, um, I just can't believe like that Browns team. I don't understand how they were tanky. They were terrible. Like they weren't good. I just don't think they were tanking. I just think they, I don't know. I, what did Hugh Jackson say? I didn't know he, tweeted back at people so i saw him getting interviewed today i didn't get to hear it but 
Well, yeah, he went out. He made the rounds to somewhat backtrack, but basically. Um, oh, good. Uh, okay, so he's not saying he took. He money. said he he responded to somebody on Twitter and said that well, Jimmy Haslam was happy that we kept losing, and then this person tweeted at Hugh Jackson saying Jimmy Haslam wasn't offering a hundred k per loss, or Hugh would be on the Forbes list. And Hugh responded and said, "Trust me, it was a good number!" Exclamation point. Well. I like the fact that how he said, um, Haslam, these guys are trying to say that they weren't offering, he didn't take money and, and fix games. Like he was just saying he would be happy if we kept losing. Right. That, that here's why I'm saying this. It was a good number, Jim. It was a okay. good number. That's where that's that, that part's a little shady. But you, there are times when you're, if you know your season is, you're not necessarily dying to win. Like if you're bad, be bad. If you're bad, be bad. Eight and eight, nightmare. It is true. I don't disagree like, with so that. I guess what I'm saying, I, I, like I've never really been a part. I'm trying to think. Like I've never been on a team that was to well, purposely lose. So these are like what Stephen Ross did is he's injecting himself my first into year. it with large sums of money. It's bribery. That's, it's bribery. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Take this money and lose the game. Like I, that's not how you do it. How you do it is feel the team of try hard guys that it's ridiculous. Like I, this whole thing to me, that part is just. I can't even believe So you've been it. in like that I, situation though, right? I mean, toward the end, I remember we've talked about it where you kind of oh, knew, all right, Tyrod Taylor I, is, is going to take us so far as a team. So, We're banging our heads against the wall, eight and eight. Right. Let's right. take we a step back. About, we had talked about, you know, the pot. I don't, we didn't, it didn't get real far because once we ended up with Sean, he wanted to keep Tyrod and, and really just make, and, and really make that move. You know, Kyle Williams was sticking around. Like, that's fine. You know, part of me was like, roll Cardale Jones out there, see what he is, which he wouldn't have been good. <laughs> I can tell you that. I'm holding out hope there. I'm not rushing and, to conclusions. And, you know, get rid of Shady, get rid of Kyle, maybe try to deal them to some playoff contenders, you know, out of respect play Cardale, see what happens because we knew the next year was that big class. Totally. And that was the only reason I had thought about it. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold. Well, you're right. Like you, we just knew there was a group. I didn't, we didn't study him enough to know who we liked or anything like that, but I, I don't, I just thought, was it worth bringing up for discussion? And it didn't go far. Remarkable that the Bills were able to compete that year and still was, get one of those quarterbacks. And obviously the reason being the trade out of the Patrick Mahomes selection. But that's have the, the, well, that's had the best I, yeah. of both worlds. That's team's dream of that. They dream of well, oh, end a playoff drought and get the quarterback the next year. It goes to show you that what did they win that year? Were they nine and seven? Nine and seven. I mean, that's pretty much what they were, you know, it's pretty much what we were every year. You know, it was pretty much the same, you know, same team with same a good team. draft. Yeah. 
Same team with a good draft. And good free agent, free agent. And good free agents. Almost a better team. I would almost say you're right. The defense was, yeah. Anyway, I just, and, and hey, obviously I was wrong. I mean, to even think about it was probably not. I just thought it was something to be discussed, but but if but it had to do like if you're going to keep Tyrod, then yeah, if you're keeping Tyrod, you're going to be a good team. Like you know, you're competing. That's I remember fine. that day that they dealt Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby, and it was like you know they yeah, they, they, they made it clear they wanted to compete. And then all of a sudden, this guy's out the door. That guy's out the door. You know, you're probably sitting there. Oh, hey, what's going on? Surprise! Those guys. You know, well, you brought out a lot on Sammy that, you know, was crazy, but they weren't problems in on the team, you know, for anybody. I was just, he didn't, must not like their, you know what, or it's a, it's a calculated move, you know, mm-hmm. they, they weren't doing things. It, you have nothing to lose. Right. You know, that it's your first year. It's your team. Do what you want. Hey. That, that old regime, these guys aren't the kind of guys I want, you know. Is there, I, think um, I think that was his way of saying, these aren't my style players. I can win with, let me show you what, how I can win and who I can win with. So. I just think too, like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, first overall pick, Jacksonville. Yeah, there, I mean, no, people were, were bringing up Elway, Luck, you know, the, the best prospects to ever come through the draft when they talked about Trevor Lawrence. And I, we still don't know if he's good or, or not good yet, but it just goes to show that there's so many other factors that can affect the equation, like your head coach grinding on a 20 something year old while the team flies home and his offense not working in the NFL and his game management being atrocious and, having no ability to develop a quarterback like that's a factor and remember how, i mean all season long it was the jets and the jaguars and uh the texas uh, oh, no they, they they traded their first that's right but all these teams are tanking yeah. Tan- yeah in so many words in so many ways or at least hoping and praying i should say to get that first pick to get a trevor lawrence and then what happens you you, you have this hire that you think is going to set the league on fire and it it's terrible in every possible way like i don't know i just think even like so even if you're a team that is middling it still is just good to compete and yeah oh yeah it's It's, just good it's good for the the morale i get it camaraderie morale all that stuff but only good things can happen if you're if you're trying to win i told you base i remember i actually I, it was with Rex and I think the last game was the Jets that year and we could have either if we lost that game I think we could have moved up as high as like I think the highest we could have gotten was like 11 or 12 or we we're going to be at like 16 17 I think that's point being those five spots don't mean anything like, come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I remember saying like, hey, don't, no big deal if we lose this week, you know, wink, wink. We, you know, we were just laughing, like, you know, 
it, I go back and forth on it because part of me gets it. Like, I, I'm always what's that? Nobody's going to remember that game. I, I do see that. Yeah. I, it, but I can go both ways on it where I like to bring it up. But at the end of the day, you can't do it. These guys work too hard. Right. It, they know. They know. They're professional football players and professional coaches. Everybody's working too hard. The game's too violent. Like, you can't just go out there and half-ass it. I mean, it can't happen. I just don't think it can happen. I really don't think you can throw a game unless you're a quarterback. That's the only way. And it, it I can't. Or you're Doug Peterson and you pull, uh, you pull Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. Or, or did Vegas get to Nathan Peterman? Is he really <laughs> talented, but is making more money? There it is. We were right on drafting Peterman. He really hey, can play. Los Angeles, not far from Vegas, right? That's Peterman, where the game was. Peterman has been on the take. Yeah, clearly. We should just, you know, throw that into the zeitgeist and just see what happens. Well, he should use that as an excuse. because I was just going to say. <laughs> but anyway. Still kicking only- around the league. Amazing. You know, Zay Jones is a good football player. That draft was, yeah. you know. Zay Jones is a good football player. Second round, maybe it was a little high, but he's a good football player. You know what? On this point, though, like Cincinnati, they yeah. they could have just sold out on the 2020 season. Right. When Burrow t- tears his ACL and they get late in the year. This has been probably the best example where you've got a Monday night game against Pittsburgh. They're 11 and two at the this. time. Yep. And you know, Juju's doing his dance at midfield for TikTok. And the That's Bengals with Ryan. Finley yeah. just come and just smash him. Uh, Von Bell has that hit on Juju. Like they, the, it's such a it's such a game in the standings that nobody remembers. Everybody forgets. But I got to think a game like that did in some way give some players a sense of confidence that we can do something next year. I, I don't believe in carryover from one year to the next. Like like it gets way overplayed. But I, I think psychologically it had to, it had to mean something, right? To, to, to yes. win that game? Yes. These guys, I'm telling you, it's, they put their, it's their livelihood. Like they put everything they into it. Yeah. They want to win every single thing they do. Like there's no such thing as not winning to professional athletes. And it's different in football, I think too, because it's such it, a it violent game. Such a I violent mean, game. It might go even a little more. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Put that helmet on and those pads and you're going to go out there and you're going to risk concussions and torn ACLs and sprained ankles and all this stuff. Like you're not, you're not going out there half-assing it or one play. You can't tank game. There's no tanking. I really don't think there is the, even the, 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 I think even that Steven Ross offering money to, to him to, to lose games well, there has to be a little more discussion than that. How the hell are you going to do it? What do you want me to do? Like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, these guys are professional football players. What are you talking about? Like, that's such an idiotic thing to think that I, I just don't think you can do it. I just don't. So many of these owners are so wildly out of touch with that's, reality. They don't have like what, freaking clues. Yes. yes. Tyler, I think that's what I'm getting from all this. Like, yeah. even like, what are you talking about? The head coach can't throw a game. 
Like, why would you even give him that? Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. It's, it's Stephen Ross isn't alone there. I mean, you see it time and time I'm, again, these billionaires who, who are so successful in something else enter the football world, stay in the football world and make egregious mistakes again and again and again and again it's and then so every once in a while something like this kind of bubbles to the surface and maybe we shouldn't be surprised that Stephen ross is doing yeah, something like I this mean, i mean when you hear some of these guys like mark davis out in oakland or in vegas are you kidding me man that's what it really pays i mean yeah like look at the most successful teams like the, the perennial successful teams they just they have somebody smart in charge and ownership for the most part gets the hell out of the way like for the most i know there's exceptions but always an exception right but it's you know, baltimore I mean, pittsburgh the, new england green bay doesn't have an owner <laughs> um it's i saw russ ball out in mobile alabama Hey, how's he doing? Good. We work together in New Orleans. Loyal listener of the podcast, I hope. A couple people are. Hey. I Got like some it. scouts. Some scouts listen. All right. Tell them they're all welcome on. And, you know, if we have to do a voice mixer of some sort to, like, you know, blur who they are and they, they just want to tell crazy stories, they're always welcome. So see if anybody was asked to be paid off to throw a tank a draft oh my god anything else on that whole situation i know there's so much more to it than everything that we've been talking about here but yeah well, but let's talk about the let's talk about what's the, let's talk about just this the reality is what he's doing in my opinion is pretty admirable i, I like it as far as I don't know what's true and what's not, but we do know one thing. There's things going on that aren't right for minorities in the NFL. I have plenty of friends that have interviewed for GM jobs that could have a lot, add a lot of good stories to this. Doug Whaley being one of them. Mark Ross being another one. These guys got done with interviews and were practically before they were on their flight, the GM was getting announced. Doug barely, Doug, I don't even think Doug got out of Cleveland. I don't even think he got home. I think he finished his interview and like he said, 10 minutes later, it was breaking news that they were hiring um, Dorsey, John Dorsey. I mean, so basically, like, I guess what I'm saying, if this is a class action type thing, um, interesting to me. I think there's more people than coaches bringing up Willie and Mark that will probably have some pretty good stories. Well, they're all welcome to come on. Because didn't, um, didn't he interviewed for Green Bay as well? Doug did. Doug they did. were pretty oh, we clearly going to go hire Brian Gutekinds. We have to get Mark Ross to tell us the Carolina Panthers story, the GM story. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. it involves Gettleman. Yeah. 
But anyway, but I'm saying it, is, it, it exists. Yeah. And I think that's it's crazy the, to look up the, and see the numbers. That's the thing we just, it's, it's crazy that a man has to almost give up his passion. You know, I mean, he's choosing to do this and I hope he gets, I hope he still gets another chance. Is the Bill Belichick text message enough I, proof though? I, I got like, I'm just speaking strictly legally like, looking at this isolated uh, situation. If the, Giants, if the Giants had definitely, yeah, that's the one that's probably the main thing, right? The timing of those. I would think the timing matters on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I can, I can definitely see the, the larger problem here. Everybody does, but yeah, that's I just main. wonder like if, if looking at this situation, I, it's pretty easy for Bill Belichick to say, well, this and the giants put Belichick. out a statement and said, you know, that he doesn't speak for the team and it, it, I don't know how that's going to hold up. Um, yeah. I don't know either. The Belichick thing I don't think is, It is. It is interesting. You know, there's a lot of um, African American general managers too, right? Or how how many are there? And then I wonder how many. It's, it's not a ton. It's not okay. Maybe I'm just no thinking there's more than there really is. I have to look. I can look that up. I'm sorry. I should know that, but I know I don't think it's. I, I feel like I will say this. I feel like it's been maybe getting a little better with opportunities. Maybe it's still not where it needs to be. Like, I don't think it's probably close, but it's the word opportunity is just, God, people need opportunities. And to think that, man, that guy's living his dream and have this owner ask him to lose games. This is, this is one shot in a lifetime. And when you watch that season, like, remember, that was the year they traded Minka Fitzpatrick and Minka Fitzpatrick and Brent Flores went at it, by the way. They did. You know, they they sparred in training camp and it didn't work out. But I mean, they lose 59 yeah. nothing. They lost yeah. they, they had like four blowouts in a row to Look, start the year. And it was almost like Brian Flores said, All right, enough of this bull. I'm gonna try to win games. And they they picked it up a little bit. It's he's clearly a good football coach. That's what I was gonna in say. I mean, I think that's what I, I come away saying. He's a good coach. Is he a great one? I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard from some players that that he clashed with. Um, I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying who's no, right, who's wrong. But yeah. like that, it's that's hard. a thing. Uh, it's almost like you he, can't judge. If you, like two is, I don't think he's good enough. So his I, defense I picked it up down the stretch too. I mean, they were winning with the with his defense. That's how they won. Was like seven in a row, whatever. That. Yeah, he's in that like Jimmy Garoppolo type. That's who they, you know, very similar guys to me, you know. Where you or can, some, yeah. you know, African American coaches than Jim that that should yeah. be getting interviews and, and becoming head coaches. I mean, you know this I, league better than anybody. I, I the guy I really like, and he's had chances, but not really good opportunities. But I think he's a really good head coach is Raheem Morris, the D coordinator for the Rams. I always really enjoyed. I got to know him kind of on the pro day circuit and at the combine, we stayed in the same hotel and man, he is, he's everything. And look what he did. I mean, I know he's had opportunities as a head coach, but if you really look at what he did, it was pretty good on bad teams. He was and, so young and he was so young. So why can't like give him another opportunity? 
I don't know how Jim Caldwell is not a head football coach. Like that's almost like that doesn't even make sense. You played him in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about right now? Like, how are those guys not head coaches? But yeah, I think those guys, I thought Todd Bowles actually, I thought he he deserved to be. I think he did a decent job. I don't think he, I think he was set up for failure. Like, I want these guys to be in, you know, let them have the right situation instead of being set up like they are. Like David Culley, I mean, come on. Like, that wasn't even right. He was just a sacrificial lamb for the year, wasn't he? Seemed like he was fired the day he was hired, even. Oh, he was. This Josh McCown thing was known about. I mean, it was, it was like a strange thing. Like, yeah, I I think I feel like everybody will be talking about this for a long time. There's still some openings. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is interviewing with New Orleans. I want to say, right? Yeah, I'm interested to see. Uh, I'll say this too, you know, I, it kind of gets lost in this week, but like I started writing a column um, and I was good. I'm going to do something a little deeper on it at some point. So I kind of, I'm kind of saving it, but I think Brian Dayball is a incredible hire for the giants. And we, oh, we've talked I, about him and he's kind of caught in the middle of this uh, can you, <laughs> in text messages. And he's probably like, what, what the hell, what the hell is going on right now? Uh, but I, th- I think the Giants hired the right, you know, we'll um, see. We'll see what happens. But I like think I they hired right the right people. I think I, that they can I fix this so. thing. I hope so. I do. I hope. I root for those guys. Yeah. They've done a great job. They really have. Joe's Joe's always, like I said, I've known Joe forever. Been on the road with him as area scouts. You know, climb the lot, seeing a guy like him get the opportunity. It's great. It's glad that he can see his kids and his family more now. Gosh, that that nugget in the, in Fairburn's Matthew Fairburn's story a few years back and all the time he was spending a Marriott missing I'm titanium sports for, games and just, I'm you know, titanium for life, Marriott titanium for life. It was insane. Like 120, 130 nights a year. I'm at, I was at Marriott. How many points do you have, Jim? Oh, I still have a good amount. Are you a point whore? Do you just like no, hold them near and no. dear? No, I use them. I'm good with it. Like I know when to, you know, there's an art, there's a, you know, you gotta be strategic with your points. Well, you know, now that I'm not employed by bleacher report anymore, it was nice. You know, when you could just expense those those trips for stories, it's, it's, I I built it up to a good amount. And then I, for go long, I've been taking some trips and And I'm working on a book, like I mentioned, and I'm just seeing that number go down and down and down. And it's, it's one of the saddest things you're going to see is seeing that well, Marriott point total. Just I'll tell you, mine will sink real quick if it doesn't stop snowing. And because I'm about to, I'm about to see how many points I can stay on South Beach for in about five. I, this is, man, you don't mind it. Yeah. You don't mind it though. I think I'm hardened from the four and a half years in Wisconsin because it's different. It is different in Wisconsin. I mean, I'll never forget. It might've been 2013. I think that either 13 or 14. I'm going to guarantee it cold. It just stayed cold until April, May, June. Like Mm -hmm. it, it took everybody that long to thaw out. Man, I think it was 14. Maybe I think it was the right after the 14 draft. 
I'm not lying to you. It was the first week of May. I think it was the 14th. Might be, no, it might have been 15th. It snowed. I, we, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I will say in Buffalo, I feel like it. you get to the, the, the spring and, and things melt pretty quickly and it oh, warms I up. I agree. Wisconsin, it's Green it's Bay just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't ever seem like it's warm there. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to come hang out with us, you know, we'll do one of these at HBC and we got to do a good one. We'll yeah, do, we'll do for a good live hangout. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a season wrap up to the big bash March. I think we're good though. We'll talk about the game soon. We didn't have to talk about the game this episode. Game we'll get into it. Here. You know, Bengals Rams, everybody's jacked. I know it's like not an exciting Super Bowl for most people. I'm pretty excited for it. I like it. I like oh, I like this one. I agree. It's a Just the one. big picture, little Cincinnati, you know, a frugal owner that he probably nice. doesn't like the league going to these big markets against LA. Their fans don't give a shit. You know, wow. they're hosting a Super Bowl and does anybody care? You know, there'll be celebrities there just to see each other and kiss each other's butts, but like no doubt there aren't hardcore Rams fans. No. Nah. No, that's that stadium is built for the Super Bowl, though. It is like it's built for this. I just in I, LA, blah blah blah. But I hate these monstrosities. I mean, it's Bob McGinn. No, I'm, I'm becoming I, Bob I'm with, with age, but like I, I hate no, the big with, palaces. I hate it. There is something to be. I know it's no, it just yeah. Pay for your own stadiums and make them, you know, serviceable. Yeah. Have to be, you know. If the stadium's about to collapse, I get it. You might need a new one, but well, if it's fine, it's fine. Just play some football, you know? I like it. All right. I'm with you on that. I'm not like, there's something about it loses its, uh, like the, we've talked about, like the toughness. Yeah. Two country club, two country club. That's, yeah. I want, I want, you know, ceilings to be leaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want puddles of just like, sewage you know i want trap no maybe not that it, it can't get too bad you know what was bad was um the oakland raiders i mean <laughs> that was bad the coliseum i mean that was so bad. bad i remember walking walking it was cool though like as a reporter you could go down to the field for the last few minutes and watch a that's game a there before you went to that, the locker room walking down like the wires like there's just wires everywhere hanging from the ceiling and like it looks like this is a work hazard like things could just detonate and blow up it did not feel professional yeah yeah was lambo did lambo hit a breaking point well yeah i mean they were so they did a the big they renovation a, at 2000 yeah. and i think but it opened the, 2002 the renovation can still hold its you know yeah they preserved the bowl i mean they still have yeah. the aluminum seats and everything but yeah. then everything around the bowl is brand new pretty much Got it. but it did get pretty old yeah it was bad like I'm glad though, as a little kid going with my dad, like we were able, I, we went to a game at the old bowl and just in the nick of time, it was fun. Uh, yeah, it does get to a point. I don't know, are the bills at that breaking point? Like I know that they're saying that they are, like they took media on a tour around, right? And said, look at this, look at that. Like I, it's old, but is it on the verge of utter collapse? I don't think it's for, no, I didn't. I don't remember ever having that. I guess, I, but I mean, I think it's needed. 
It is needed. It is. I agree. They need a, they need a stadium. I hate to say it. I'm sitting there like, eh, but it's, yeah, no, they I do. think they deserve it because you can do this the right way. Look, it's not going to be LA. They're not going to do that. It's going to have a, they'll do it the right way. I believe that. It needs you have character. It's got to have character. I agreed. Agreed. You've got to fit this. You have this quarterback. This is your time. Are you saying dome? Oh, now don't get me started. This is what you're going to call me soft. So I don't want a dome. Come on. I know. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. <laughs> this is probably where we should end the podcast right here. Right. It's just because I, you put all this time and effort into scouting these players and then you have to go play in a freaking tornado. That's how it should be. The elements. Ugh. I want Mac Jones throwing the ball three times in a game when I Ugh. see a game at Highmark Stadium. Blizzards. About well, Josh Bridget. McDaniel getting out of there, out of New England. Yeah. Mac must not be, he must not like Mac that much because that was about to be his starter. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of thought of it that way. You know, he's been turning down a lot of jobs to stay in New England. That Vegas team, he 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 must like Carr, which he should. Because mm-hmm. Carr did some, I mean, he played pretty well this year. He did. He was a that's, top 10 quarterback. That team's not far off. Yeah, if with that, you know, play caller, play designer, but I, I should say. But Josh, once again, though. He hired the he and the GM, so I like what they're doing. You know, those are the, Vegas and the Giants to me are getting it right. Vegas, Vegas could seriously be hmm. like if Josh McDaniels is a legit coach, which I kind of think he is. Offensively, he won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. He made Mac Jones better than he is. This guy's a good offensive coach. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great. He was there with Tebow. I'm pretty sure. Check. We got to check. I hope I didn't mess that up. For some reason, I feel like that's one of his. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm sorry. We're rambling on on these coaches. We're close. It was a John Fox. That's right. Mike McCoy was the offensive coordinator. Dang. Adam Gates was the quarterback's coach. Maybe he should get another opportunity, Jim. Gase was because we talked he about just needs it. another shot coach anyway I'm still giving Josh a chance because that team could be pretty good all right let's do it James Super good Bowl to see next you week. all right yeah, man. let's get that beef on weight going soon Need HBC it. thanks for listening everybody we'll catch you soon